Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And things happen at different times of the year. We need to be consistent. You might not agree with what was done in this particular game. I haven't seen it, as I said. I don't know that. But you got to be careful if you're trying to put yourself on the path of situational officiating. Uh, you're going to go someplace you don't want to go. So whether it's the third game of the year or the 30th game or it's a sectional final, I mean, we just work harder to make sure the calls are there. When we blow the whistle, we always work hard at that. I just think people get more invested emotionally in games as they go down the road and they, they mean more in quotes to the fans and the players and the coaches. doesn't necessarily mean they mean more to us. The, game, the third game of the year meant plenty to us out there as sports officials. So, so I, I, I can't buy on to the situational officiating um, value, frankly. So you, so you think that, that referees feel the same way prior to a game um, the third game of the year than they do in the sectional finals or up at state? That's not what I said. I didn't say about how we feel. I, I say how we carry out our duties. Obviously, we feel different when we're there in, in Madison at, at the state tournament than we do just at a, a normal game or a conference game because there's more there, there's more media. That doesn't mean it changes how we do things. So there's a difference between feeling and acting. Let me ask you about the Thomas More situation. Did you see that? Yes, sir. So um, there's been a number of I, – I got nine phone calls – from people that were at the game, nine separate people. Some of them had a dog in the fight. Some of them had kids that were part of the program or had been part of the program, and then other people that were just there to watch the game. And I but I can tell you that eight of the nine phone calls started with the game got chippy with eight minutes to go, and the referees didn't do anything to, 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 to tone that down. I also was... was Talked to by a couple of officials that said, "Look, when the game is there's there's 40 seconds to go and the team's up by 30, 
Um, we're just like everybody else, pretty much the game's over and let's, let's get this thing done. And when I watched that and I've watched different parts of it, I've been in that situation where officials do a great job. They get in between, they say, knock it off. They call a foul or they tee a kid up and send them, you know, tell the coach, tell them to knock it off. And that deescalates the whole situation. I'm not sure that I saw that, um, in the Thomas Moore game. Well, okay, so there's a question in here somewhere, I guess. Uh, is the question that uh, should the referees have blown more whistles? Nope, uh, that's not the question. Okay, what's the question? Should they have been there to, to de-escalate that situation? Well, I mean, that means blowing the whistle or, or inserting yourself in some measure. What I would raise is where is the responsibility of what happened? Where is the core responsibility for what we saw unfold on that court? It, it's the referees. They're the ones that the, they, they caused the benches to clear. When everybody knows that when you clear the bench in high school basketball by NFHS rules, that you are going to be disqualified and team personnel clear the benches. Well, they so my my question to you is: Does that happen if the referee steps in and says, "Knock it off"? There's a foul, blows the whistle. There's a foul. I can tell you that I the, the, what I've what I've witnessed and the phone calls that I've gotten. I wasn't there, but I've watched the video, and I again I've been around this a long time. That when there's an official who is the basically the police officer, not in, in not where they're really a cop, but they are in charge of making sure that this game is played cleanly. They blow the whistle. They're the ones in charge, and they let you know that when they're on the floor. But when this happened, I didn't see that they were there to de-escalate the situation. Were they, were they, is it their fault? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, did they, would they have been able to stop from what, what happened? Were they, were they possibly able to de-escalate? I do believe that, yes. Well, the one thing that we say ourselves within our industry, within the officiating community and, and in, in my office uh, at National Association of Sports Officials and looking at the video, when you had the, the first you know, push between the two players that, that seemed to go unnoticed by the crew, and then looking at the video, I can see that the trail referee is looking over where the ball is and the slot referee is way across, and so the, you can't see the lead referee down on the baseline could somebody have picked up that very first push? The answer is possibly yes. I don't know. Things are moving at real time in three dimensions. Once that first incident happened and then the response came, now this thing totally explodes. I still have the question because we have this initial thing happen on the floor. Why is it that both benches, felt a need or felt it was okay to vacate the bench area and go out there and have this melee on the court. I, that, that's what, what, did, what did the coaches say about that, by the way? Oh, I, I, I can, I haven't talked. Well, I haven't talked on the record with anybody uh, from either school. Hmm. So I, I can't answer that. Hmm. I can tell you this, that, um, you know, they, they so they get, they get disqualified or they get thrown out because they've made a mistake, right? Uh huh. Yeah, they violated a rule. Right. 
I, they violated a, a rule um, that I think could have uh, not taken place had the, the, the people officiating that game stepped in, but that's just my opinion. I, I can tell you this. So they there when 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 they make a mistake, there is a consequence. What I believe the mistake at the Hortonville Nina game that was made, there's is there a consequence there? Well, you, you, that's just your opinion. There was a mistake made. What, was there a mistake made? I mean, a rule was improperly enforced. I, I want you to rule? I want you to please watch that video, and then mm-hmm. you've got my cell number. I, if sure. I'm wrong, I would love to know. I would love sure. to know it. I, I really I mean, would. Hey, I would like, like it, to get it you. Like it was a judgment call based on the timing of a request for a timeout or a, a traveling violation. Is that what you're raising? Yeah, I don't. I don't see the traveling violation anywhere. I don't, but the, but other people have, and then other people said, "Well, I think it was a double dribble," and I said, "Well, Damn. it it couldn't be a double dribble because he called a travel." I don't know what where you would see that, but look, if I'm wrong on this one, I, I would love to get a text from you saying, "You know what, Mike? I see where that official made that call. I, I mean, see where he mistake, made it." And I and I guess we're out of time, but the worst mistake was made by the judge, Judge Dugan, in Milwaukee, on the Hort, on the uh, on the Thomas Moore thing. That's the big mistake that was really? made. You better believe it. For her to do what she did, for her to say that all the players are eligible to play when by rule, <laughs> that's incorrect. Where does she get off doing that? Who um, did, did the refs have? Did you see what they, what they um, gave to the WIA? I, I haven't seen the formal report, but I know that the WIA uh, scrutinized the video that was available uh, after that game. I mean, the three referees did what they could do at the, at the close of that game because you got people running out over. There's a, there's a concern about safety. And so now that game is, is suspended as of that point. And the WIAA will adjudicate the outcome. And they, they said it was a double forfeit. Uh, the judge, in her wisdom, comes in and, and from a distant ivory tower and says, no, those players that by rule were disqualified, they get to play. Well, really? I, so, so the player that was homesick and didn't come off the bench and the players that were on the floor that didn't come off the bench, that they should be suspended as well? Is that what I just said? No. Well, they said that's what their that. recommendation the was, people, Barry. I said the people, Mike, the people that left the bench area. But that's By not what rule. that's not what they they had the whole team disqualified, including the young man that was homesick with the flu and the kids that were already on the floor because why? Because they went against this rule of if you come off the bench, well they were already in the floor. The kid was at home in right. bed. Yeah, you're not talking you're not talking about the starters. You're I mean you're you're accurate in that. I mean you have the two the two starters that pushed each other and they can be uh, yes. called out on the video, they, they would be disqualified. 100%. So have, yep. Right. So you have four each on, each on on either team left, if you will. And if there's somebody that wasn't there that sick, did, my understanding is the WIAA, based on the evidence that they had, video and otherwise, were not able to sort out who should remain and who should not because of the number of people and all the machinations on that floor. That was their decision. 
Well, I look, I, I look forward to having you back on where we can promote and try to get people to become officials. And I apologize to have this whole segment go this way. Oh, uh, but I, like, it's important. It's an important discussion. No it is. At all. It is. Barry, I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to uh, having you on in a couple of weeks, and we'll transition, talk about umpires, we'll talk about all kinds of different things that we can talk about, how to become a referee, why the good things about it. How the, I'm just telling you, there's a, there's a million good reasons to become a sports official, and we'll talk about those with Barry the next time we have him on. Outstanding. Looking forward to it, Mike. Have a good day, sir. You bet. Thanks. We're yeah. going to get to a break. Our superhero of the week from Lake Geneva Badger will join us next. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast some of the best high school basketball in the midwest is played right here in southeast wisconsin 
It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick-and-safe stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-safe stores on 1250 AM. The fan, you can get away from yelling at anybody, and we're going to highlight, promote somebody that I'm really impressed with. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. Our current electric superhero of the week from Lake Geneva Badger High School, Demetrius Farmakis. Demetrius, how are you today? I'm great. How are you today? Man, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. How'd the show go? Uh, good. Uh, the last three nights have been really fantastic. Um, closing night is tonight, and I couldn't have asked for a better performance. Good. More. Is there tickets available, do you know? Yes, tickets are available still. Mm-hmm. And what show is it? It's Peter and the Star Catcher. It's like a prequel to Peter Pan. And what uh, what role are you? Um, I play the part of the native to the island. I play the native leader of the mollusk. Yeah, of course you do. You're some kind of a leader. <laughs> That's all I know. Hey, Demetrius, <laughs> I love doing this segment, and sometimes we have kids that are student-athletes, right? Sometimes we just mm-hmm. have students, and they're in all kinds of different things. You certainly would qualify as a student-athlete. Uh, cross-country, track and field, and, and you swam in 2018, correct? That is correct, yes. So, seven-time high honor roll, um, 4.1 GPA, AP classes in economics and calculus and literature, Spanish, and just it just goes on and on. And I love the fact that you, you're able to multitask the way you do and continue to, to, to run and be part of a, a you know, cross-country track and field, very important to you in your life. Yeah, very true. Hey, let's talk about the years that you've been at Lake Geneva Badger. Um, good to be sad when these days end? Yes. So, I'm, uh, so as I, I let you know, I'm committed to run and continue running in college at North Dakota State University. And while that is very exciting, it is very uh, you know, sad to be leaving Badger High School and uh, all the team that I've been running with because since our freshman year, our team, we've all we've been running together and we grew that program together from freshman year to senior year. And from freshman year, we're all together. And then senior year, that whole varsity team, we were all super tight, close knit of friends. So that transition is going to be, you know, losing all those like close uh, relationships. That's going to be a little show, so that is something I'm going to miss out on for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I can tell you, and and I'll let people know, Demetrius. And I told you this off the air when I talked to, and I really, really enjoyed uh, the conversations I've had with the the principal at Lake Geneva Badger. I found her to be really funny and really passionate about your community, and extremely passionate about the school itself. And the idea is, look, you have a number of really good seniors that that might qualify for this award. Give me one that you're going to miss the most when they graduate. 
and she said, I've got this guy, and he is a, um, he is a, let me th- get the quote correctly, um, a little ray of sunshine every single day that you see him. And that's a great thing for a principal to say because none of them ever said that about me, just so you know. <laughs> and I love the fact that she said that. Um, you know, what's funny, Demetrius, is you look at all the things that you have going on in your life and you continue to, to be at the top of your game academically, but there's a number of things that you, you also work, you also volunteer a lot, various community outreach with, with your church youth group student mentoring program, mentor programs for runners at the local elementary school. Where do you think your servant leadership heart, where did the motivation for having that servant leadership heart come from for you? So when I think about that, um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, around middle school, um, I started going to this church called uh, Trinity Church in the Pelic area. And from there, they talked about like how, what their mission was. And their mission was, to help people make a positive, life-changing connection with Jesus Christ. And with that, you know, obviously I, I, I adopted that mission and like with my religion, but also I wanted to adopt that outside of religion because I have friends who do not identify with the religion. So just wanting to be able to help make a positive um, like connection and help make an impact in their lives and other people's lives, I think that's something that's very important. Hey, uh, Demetrius, I can tell you that that the principal and the administration at Lake Geneva Badger is going to miss you. But I know one person that's going to miss you even more, and that's Colleen, your mom. You know, she's so proud. She is so proud of, of you. And she said, look, he's just a good kid. Like, we were really blessed to have a kid that, that you know, has a lot of passion about a lot of different things and can multitask. And I said, how are you going to be when he takes off for North Dakota State? She said, not great. It's not going to be great. I'm going to miss him. And I said, I know you will. She said, the cool part is he will not, he'll be the same. He's going to go to that community and try to fit in and try to help out. And he'll volunteer and he'll do the things he does because that's who Demetrius is. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how awesome is that, Demetrius? And and she, you know, she's going to miss you a lot. She already knows how long it takes to drive there. Um, she said, mm-hmm. it's a long drive, but I'll get over there uh, every chance that, that I get. So what what do you think you're going to uh, going to do um, in college? Again, you can change 10 times before we get off the air, but do you have an idea what you want to major in? So right as of right now, I have intentions to major in a nursing at North Dakota State. They've got a phenomenal program over there. And um, because I'm in a Spanish 5 class right now, um, I will get like, uh, four, like 14 college credits. So I do have intentions then to also minor in Spanish, if possible, at North Dakota State. That's perfect. That man, you're uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people asking for you to come work there when you're done. I, I can tell you that. And uh, Lake Geneva Badger, I'm hoping um, academically, obviously, it's a difficult school. They're, they've gotten you full and ready for the academics at North Dakota State. Yes, very true. They, they offer a great workload. Um, so, like as I said, I took like a lot of honors classes last year. This year, I'm taking a plethora of AP classes. So, you know, the workload, the workload is tough, but it's greatly preparing me for college. Hey, I um I used to do a segment for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and we were in Lake Geneva. And uh, my job is to do a one-minute sports segment on something going on at the high school. 
and and you guys just opened up that weight room back then. And I've never seen a weight room in a high school like that. That thing's oh, yeah. un- they've got yeah, the weight room that we have, we are blessed to have it. It is incredible. Hey, Demetrius, did you have Coach Hensler for anything? I did. I had Coach Hensler as my uh, team sports teacher. So, um, he's a really good guy, man. He's one of my favorites, just so you know. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke like, man, he was never prepared for class. But I'm not doing that because if he's listening, he knows how I feel about him. And uh, I just I think the world of him. He's a great ambassador for Lake Geneva Badger High School. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, let me put you on the spot. Your favorite teacher through the years you've been there. My favorite teacher through the years that have been there. Ooh, you know, it's going to be a little biased, but uh, Michael Butcher, Mr. Butcher, he's also the cross country coach. I've had him for I took AP Econ with him last year. And then I loved just having him in class so much that I ended up taking humanities with him the year after. And I, I mean, how could you not love Mr. Butcher? He's super enthusiastic and passionate about everything that he teaches. And he shares that energy with the class. And it's a phenomenal experience having a class with him. I'm clapping for Mr. Butcher. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Cause Demetrius, it's so important to, to have teachers that, that that really do a nice job of, of motivating you in different ways, and you loved his passion. There might be other kids that said, look, he was a little over the top for me, but for you, that's he reached you, and, and I love yeah. that. Hey, Demetrius, thank you so much. I really appreciate your willingness to come on today. Um, good luck tonight. Peter and the Starcatcher. Uh, he's in this show at Lake Geneva Badger. There are tickets available, and and Demetrius would want you to come out and watch the final um, the final show here tonight as they close the curtain on on this one. And uh, Demetrius, I'm sure you do a great job. Uh, good luck tonight. Break a leg. It's really nice to have you. And, and you can go to the Current Electric Facebook page and find a picture of Demetrius and his entire bio. Thanks a lot, young man. Good luck tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good night. You bet. Thank you very much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, man, we're, I'll tell you this. The show's been moving. We're going to talk to John Hoke, head basketball coach at Thomas Moore High School. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Don. It's not the U Sports Show, is it? Can you tell that it, things are rolling here today? My goodness. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation. Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM. The fan, we are now joined by the head basketball coach at Thomas Moore, John Hoke. John, you got to be exhausted. Uh, good morning, Coach. Yeah, um, I am. It's been a long week, and um, after the game, when we finally got back to TM, I went. And, my wife was at the game, but she 
you know, I picked her up at home. We dropped off her car. We went and got a quick bite to eat, and then I started watching the film, and uh, lo and behold, I fell asleep at my desk at about 3 a.m., so I had to hustle to get my scouting report done when I woke up. Actually, Lori woke me up then and said, what are you doing? It's because we had a 9 o'clock practice. It was close to 8. Oh, boy. Well, Bigfoot yeah. tape, I, I've seen some some video on Bigfoot, and uh, that's a team that, that is awfully good, and... You know, John, I've always been a little bit nervous playing a team that truly believes they're on some kind of magic carpet ride, and that's how Bigfoot's playing. You know, they're they're hitting shots at the end of games. They're they're doing some things that you know. You, sometimes you can get one or two of those in a year, but not this time of year. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, the film that you've watched on them—that's a really good basketball team. It's a talented team, and um, they have a lot of really interesting pieces. Left-handed point guard who, um, I mean, I the guy is, I, I told the guys he's a high school version of John Stockton, really um, deceptively, um, really a talented player and um, uh, a little bit unselfish to a fault, just like Stockton. You got this foster kid who I think is going to Stevens Point next year. Boy, he's, he's a really solid, uh, uh, skilled player. And then uh, their, their center is um, really strong, um, and they've got some good shooters from the outside. And you're right, they're, they're canning all these shots I'm watching on film. It's, they, you're right, they, they are red hot right now. They are. They are. I'm glad. And, and uh, look, I, don't, I know how some of this works. Um, the fact that you guys are playing at 7 o'clock tonight makes sense to me. Um, just because what you've been through, you're at Whitewater tonight, 7 o'clock, against Bigfoot. Um, I want to talk a little bit about last night's game. Uh, I was not there, but a number of people that, that were texting me during the game, and they said, man, for a high school game, this is, I mean, it's wide open. A lot of points were scored, 101-87 to 87 against Dominican. You know, you're, the two sophomores on your team uh, played really well. The young guys on Dominican's team played really well. This is a... John, this is a rivalry that's going to just get hotter and hotter. I know that you're going to be able to watch some of the games next year. Um, but, man, the rivalry between Thomas Moore and Dominican, I think, is going to be here to stay for the next couple of years. Well, I think you're right because there's a lot of young talent on, on both teams. And you're also right. I'll be able to enjoy it because I know that I, I think uh, later on I'll be able to sit back and enjoy that game. But um, I was a nervous wreck I uh, during, during that game yesterday. And I'd love uh, next year, Mike, to just sit with you and, and uh, shoot the breeze during one of these games. And I'll, uh, my, my blood pressure will be way down. You know what? It, it's really a lot easier. Man, we'll just talk about stuff, and we'll just have fun. And you don't have to worry that Amari just got his third foul or whatever. Hey, he was uh, he was unbelievable last night. 17 for 20 at the line, ended up with 39 points. And he wasn't the only one. You, you had three guys in double figures, uh, but he certainly was the focal point as far as taking it over on the offensive end. He finished 39, 17, and 9, Mike. I couldn't believe it. One one assist away from a triple double, seventeen rebounds. Wow! And um, yeah, and he also took with about ten minutes to go. He took a horrible fall um, going up for a layup, and um, he got hit on a layup on a fast break and won- and landed on his back. And um, I was very concerned about that when that happened. Uh, it took a couple minutes to get him up and everything, and then we uh, we we were about to sub him. 
And um, when we got him on the bench, I said, um, you want a sub now or should I call a timeout? And he says, get, get a timeout, coach, and I'll be ready in one minute. He sunk one out of those two, and I just um, I was really kind of a little awestruck by the way he played with determination with the determination he played with yesterday. How uh, I would assume that that he's feeling fine today. You know, sometimes that next day you get a little bit sore, but he's one heck of an athlete, and he's a sophomore in high school. So if I fell, I might be you know in bed for three days. He uh, he bounced back. He's ready to go tonight. Well, Mike, yes, you're right. If that was you or, or, or myself who fell like that, um, they'd been calling the ambulance for either right, of us. Right. And um, they'd had to carry us out of there. But he's he's definitely sore, but he'll be ready to go. Good. Hey, um, with playing the, your third game in three days, you know, these young kids, when they play at AAU in the summer, they'll play four, five, six in a in a weekend. This is a different animal, right, with the crowd and, and the what what's at stake. Um, mentally, how are these kids feeling? And, and, uh, is there any, anything as far as, you know, what we, we don't want to come out flat, right? Cause that third game, I would think that you guys have addressed all that. And these guys with that kind of crowd, they're going to be ready for tonight. Yeah. Um, you're so right that it's just a different animal, the high school versus the AAU game and being able to uh, play multiple games in a day or, you know, play at nine o'clock at night and then come back at 10 in the morning on AAU so much different, the high school game. Uh, but, uh, this morning we had a nine to 10 o'clock practice to prepare for Bigfoot. And, uh, it was, uh, the, those guys were, we're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. Man, that's, that is awesome. Hey John, when uh, when these sophomores and your senior didn't play last year because the the school he was at didn't have um, a, a, a basketball year, so the last time he played competitive was in eighth grade, and he's really come a long way from the beginning of the year to where he is now. Things are starting to slow down a little bit for him. I see. Not only did he not play last year, so the last time he was played was eighth grade, but you know he only played two years. He only started playing in seventh grade. So it's, it's it's pretty amazing, and I'm looking at it right now. I think he finished with he finished with 25 and 15, 25 points, 15 rebounds. He had this unbelievable um, drive down the lane, and he tomahawked it down yesterday. And uh, my assistant coach uh, Tony Main said, uh, or it might have been Mark Miller who was at the game. He says, "Is there anybody else in high school basketball in Wisconsin that has the ability to do that?" And I don't think I don't think they do. He's just uh, so freakishly athletic. Well, he was my favorite when I came over and gave you guys UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Um, he came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, can we? You think we'll win this, or can we win this every week?" I said, "No." He said, "Well, <laughs> we might," and I said, "You can't. I'm not giving it to the same team every week." And he said, "Well, you might want to reconsider." With a big smile on his face, and walked away. And I thought, man. You know what? What a nice kid. He's looking me right in the eye, and he's, he's talking a little smack in a funny kind of way and said, you might want to reconsider. And I found him to be extremely engaging. And when we talked about it, he said, look, yeah, he is. He's engaging, but sometimes we've got to rein that in a little bit, and we got to get him a little bit more focused. Well, he's focused now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he sure is. I told the story before his, his obsession with trophies and whatever. I, I think he yeah. wanted to. I think he wanted to personally have that regional plaque that we won a couple a uh, couple days ago. I think he wanted to take that home, which we 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 didn't uh, let him do that. But yeah, he's 
he's definitely an engaging guy. He asks a lot of questions, sometimes too many. You know, yesterday we had a little bit of a walkthrough, and then we're going through a baseline out of bounds that Dominican runs, and he says, I got a quick question for you. Are we wearing white or blue tonight? I'm like, uh, say, cool. I, in my 30 years of coaching, I, always, I, I have it right on the practice plan on a game day. We're going to tell you what the uniform is. Let me, let me worry about that. But, yeah, he's, he is, a, he is a, a, a really nice guy overall on top of being a good basketball player. He is. Hey John, and you know because um, we, you know, we've texted or whatever, and some people have have uh, given you some 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 things that I have said, and and you know how proud I am of you and your staff, and these players to be able to to kind of get through this. We had I had Anthony Milosic on my U Sports show, and and I said, look, how difficult do you think this roller coaster emotionally has been on these kids? And he said, I don't think on the kids, but on the staff. Like, these kids are like, we just want to play. Tell us when we play again, Coach, and we'll go play. But the staff is where I think the emotions have probably been very difficult, and I agreed with him. These 15-, 16-year-old kids, they're very resilient, right? Hey, oh, we get to play again? Good. Who do we play? Let's just get get after it. I think on the staff and the administration at Thomas Moore, this has been a difficult go, and I'm really proud of you and your your staff keeping these kids together and obviously playing at a really high level. I really appreciate that, Mike, and you're right about the kids, and I think that our kids are more uh, are more wise than we, we we really believe because I I feel like our kids know what you know that what you just stated, and I really feel like they're they they recognize that and they're playing. Just like we pick up our players a lot, I feel like I feel like our players are are picking up the coaching staff and our faculty and staff at the school as well, and playing for our school and and and, and they know it's bigger than just them. I'm really proud of them. Hey John, thank you very much, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck uh, tonight. Seven o'clock tip against Bigfoot. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for your time. You got it, John. See you later. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. Hopefully, we're going to have two coaches on. Mitch, I, I, we're, I'm running late. We're, uh, we're going to have Todd Hansen, the head girls coach from Kettle Rain, and we're going to try to get uh, Jake Burst, the head coach at Racine Case, on as well. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores. So our uh, UW Credit Union Team of the Week last week, Kettle Moraine Girls Basketball Team, got a chance to go out and meet some of those girls and hang out with uh, with uh, Todd Hansen, who is their head coach, and watch a little of their practice. Hey, Coach, congratulations. What a good win last night, 66-47 against DePierre. I watched a lot of that game, Coach, and, man, your girls are tough. Well, thank you. Yeah, I thought we played pretty well last night. Um, got off to a great start each half, and that kind of propelled us to the win. Very yeah. happy with the girls. Yeah, and, you know, watching your practice, you know, you said, look, they, they have one player that a lot goes through her, and I'll tell you what, that, that girl from DePierre, that Mullins girl, is really good. Yeah, she's really good, and you know our goal is to hold her to 16 to 20. You know, she averages 25 a game. We held her to 20, so we we got our goal. And the other goal was to hold Diorgi, their point guard, to eight to 12, and she had five. And we thought if we could hold those girls to those things, 
we'd have a good chance to win, and, and we did that. Our defense was really good last night. They were really good last night. The other thing that you know I watched and some of the things that the conversations, and I don't need to, to bring it up because I don't want anybody going, oh, yeah, now we have to see. But the, the, the subtle ways, Coach, that you guys make some adjustments on certain parts of your game. And if you're not paying attention, if and maybe you haven't coached or haven't been around basketball a lot or played, but some of the subtle things that you guys do in different parts of your game, I didn't know about until you and I had the conversation, and now I'm watching for it. Wow. It just really changes some parts of the game with just subtle things you guys do. Yeah, we do. You know, we'll switch up our presses. We'll – you know, um, defensively, we'll, we'll rotate kids onto different kids that, you know, the thing to give us an advantage, even though we started a different direction. Um, offensively, you know, we've got certain plays set up for certain kids, and when we get matchups that we like, we take advantage of those. And, you know, we see if a team's overplaying, we'll run some backdoor stuff and just little things that, you know, you don't know if you're going to be able to use during the game, but the way they're playing things, you know, okay, that's, that's adjust and go to this. And we did some things yesterday, some of our offensive sets that took advantage of the way they were guarding us. Hey, Coach, when uh, when you get prepared for a state championship game, and I know what your schedule is like today, and what you don't want, obviously, is for kids to be taking naps and hanging out at the hotel or at home or whatever. Are you guys up in Madison, or are you back at, at home in Kenham Rain? Well, well, we're in Green Bay right now. I mean, Green Bay, Green yes. Bay. Yeah, we're in Green Bay. We're at, actually, we're at Green Bay Notre Dame High School right now. The girls are shooting, um, getting ready for our walkthrough shoot-around. Um, then we're doing lunch, and then we're meeting back at the hotel, um, going through more game planning and stuff, and then we're going to um, head over to the rest center and watch some games and then get ready for our game. Hey, can we, we talk a little bit um, about the feeling after the game last night? Uh, how good this, this team felt? Was it a, a celebration or was it, hey, look, we've still got Appleton East and we've got more work to do um, where, where it was more of a, a business type thing or, or were they just really happy in the locker room? Um, it, I think it was a combination of both. I mean, obviously they were pretty excited getting the win. Um, you know, like I said, I thought we played pretty well and there was some excitement. But they also realized the job wasn't done, um, and they quickly, uh, you know, focused after that. You know, you want these are kids, and you want them to enjoy the experience. Yep. We've enjoyed this entire week, and even if we'd have lost last night, it would have it's still been a, it was a great week. And fortunately, now we're able to keep playing. And our goal all along was to have a shooter on on Saturday of the state tournament, and here we are. We've got that. Um, they were excited last night, but they again, like I said, they they focused pretty quickly, and they know no matter what happens today, we're bringing home a ball. So that's pretty exciting. Coach, you having fun? I'm having a great time. That's I'm good. Great, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, and um, it's been a long time. And, you know, now that we're here another day with the kids, that's the most important thing. You know, it's about those kids. And, you know, I think our kids deserve to make state. You know, you don't know if you're going to win once you're here, but now we've got another chance, and we can, you know, hopefully bring home the gold ball. Hey, Todd, I'll be watching. I get to that shoot-around. Um, good luck. As Kettlebury Girls Basketball Program uh, get goes for a state championship tonight. Todd, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it all. Thank you very much. You got it. Thank you very much. Uh, we now have the head coach at Racine Case on the boys' side. But I'll tell you what, they uh, they beat Franklin, uh, and they are now playing at McGuanago tonight against Waukesha South. Hey, Coach Jake, how you doing, pal? 
Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I apologize for uh, for me talking too much that we're a little bit late with you. <laughs> hey, t- no t- talk about um, you you had lost to, to Franklin twice throughout the year, but then got a chance to play him a third time and, and beat him 69-56. What, what was the difference in that game than, than the other two? Well, you know, we had, we had confidence coming into all three games um, that we were, you know, the better team and could win. It's just we didn't utilize our size. Uh, the first two games, and um, the the guys stuck to the game plan this third time in the sectional semi. Um, my my big man uh, Cam Werner had 20 points. He had his best game of the year. Uh, he's a six eight junior, um, so he was he was really going to work down there. And then um, Amari Jenkins played really aggressive. Um, so yeah, we used our size advantage, um, just possession by possession, took care of the ball. Um, you know, had had a lot of defensive intensity throughout all 36 minutes. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad we were able to, to get it done and uh, that third time. So, hey, Coach, how yeah, much have you, how much have you uh, and I'm sure you have for sure the last 36 hours paid attention to Waukesha South? Have you had a chance to see them in person at all? And uh, that that they've had an awfully good year. Yeah, they've had a great year. Um, you know, as the year has progressed, um, I've watched more and more of them. Um, as you know, I knew that it was going to be, you know, us, them, Franklin with the top three seeds. So I did, I did watch quite a bit of them. I don't know how many games, probably around 10. Um, but I, I'd say that I, I have not seen them live. Uh, but I know they're really, they're really athletic, physical. Um, and, uh, at least from what I see on film and, you know, as the coaches and have, have done the scout with the players. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're a great team. They won the classic eight. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for hey, for a great battle tonight, Coach. How? Uh, and I just talked to Todd Hanson, who's the head girls coach at Kenham Rain, and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, when when you beat a team in the semifinals, uh, you know you're playing for a state championship. What was the locker room like? Uh, and I'm wondering, you guys beat Franklin, knowing that you in a day and a half now you, you get a chance to play for a chance to get the state. Um, uh, how much do you let kids celebrate after that? Um, I mean, that night we were really excited um, getting over that hurdle, uh, beating Franklin. Uh, but we, we all, all season we've had, you know, big, I mean, bigger goals. Right. You know? um, obviously, we, we did win the conference split with Franklin and then the regional and now the sectional. So they, they and myself, too, I mean, we're, we're just a celebrate for a few hours and then you get to work and, you, you know, you, we break down a lot of film. Um, we've had a couple practices and uh, shooting around right now, so just getting ready uh, for for the game. So yeah, I'd say that night you can celebrate, but you gotta you gotta you know look ahead pretty quick. You can't just like dwell in the past on a on a big win. Hey, um, I, first of all, how have you slept the last couple nights? <laughs> how have I slept? Yeah, um, I've slept well, uh, maybe six seven hours, which is probably what I normally get. So that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I, – I have a lot of – you know, I'm calm, at peace. You know, it's it's good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a it's a basketball game. And, um, you know, obviously there's so much going on right now. It's, that's so much more important. But I – so I try to keep that perspective. Amen. Yep. Um, but I also want to – but I also uh, re- really want this for um, not only the players and coaches and that, but also the school and the community also. So um, so it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a big deal around here, and we just – it should be. Best. It it should be a huge deal. That that the gym is going to be rocking. 
I can tell you that. Waukesha South is going to bring a, be, uh, bring a big crowd. I know Racine Case is going to be well represented at McGuanago tonight at 7 o'clock. Coach, thank you so much. And, again, I apologize for being late uh, getting to you, and thank you so much for, for being uh, very nimble to come on yeah. the show. Uh, we wish you the best tonight, 7 o'clock against Waukesha Thanks, South. Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. You got it, Jake. Thank you very much. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, hey, there is a college women's basketball team over at Brighton Stratton. Man, they're they're playing at a high level, and uh, they made the tournament. In fact, it's in Michigan. Coming up next week, we're going to talk to Jeff Lorenz, head coach at the head women's coach at Brighton Stratton. On the other side of the break, this is the Majerus Family Foundation, Varsity Blitz High School Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaching Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We're going to end the show with Jeff Lorenz, women's coach at Brighton Stratton. I tell you what, it's last time we had him on last week. He said we're tipping off one o'clock. Could be a close game. It wasn't a close game. Jeff, you guys played really well and, and ran him out of the gym a little bit. Congratulations. Yeah, sorry I let you down on the close game, Mike. Yeah, I think I took you guys <laughs> minus thirty and lost. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was really a it was a surprise. I mean, we played. We played very well. Um, we didn't play our best basketball. Of the, we haven't yet played our best basketball this season, but I'm telling you, we rocked in that game. We got we got out. We played a little flat foot in the first quarter, but we hit we hit our stride in the second and third quarter. I believe in that second quarter we scored 36 points in that second quarter. Wow! And the girls run with the yeah the girls run fire. I mean we rolled 110 points against their 51 in our region finals. Uh, for a trip to the Sweet 16 International Tournament. It just doesn't get any better than that. It does not. And on Wednesday, I believe, correct, you guys play correct. Is it? Uh, you play Edison State, number two uh, uh, points per game. They're averaging 95 a game. You guys are averaging 90. Man, defensively, you know, if you can hold them to 80 or 85, you got a really good shot to win that thing. We do, and, you know, the nice part about it, we played this absolutely grueling schedule. So, we, I mean, we, we went out and, and by design, I went out at the beginning of the season and designed the schedule for this time of year. So we're prepared. You know, we played some of the top competitions, so we're prepared to play up against a team like this. I mean, they're Edison State's 29-0. and They got a point guard, number 11. She's, she's gifted. She's a transfer from Jackson State. Um, the, kid, the kid gets it done. She gets, she gets to the cup in a hurry. And they got a couple other really nice role players, but again, I don't think they played quite the schedule that we played. And then if they've seen a team that has our length, our height, our athleticism, and just the overall skill set from you know one through ten on the roster, I don't think they've seen that. Um, but time will tell. You know, again, we have to go and we have to go and play our game for forty minutes and take care of business. So you guys are now in the Sweet 16. You play in Port Huron, Michigan, um, uh, starting on, on March 15th. This is the third time in five years you guys qualifying for the national tournament. Um, really, a lot of congratulations to you, your staff, and the school for that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, we've had unconditional support from the school. 
Um, Bryant and Stratton College Athletics Department, you know, they've really supported the women's basketball program and really taken care of us. And without that support, you know, myself and my coaching staff, we couldn't have got it done. You know, and then with that being said, it's all about the players. It, it's the kids that have come to us, the parents that have entrusted their children with us to get them to that next level. You know, and that and that's that's a special relationship. You well, know, even with the group that we have today, it it really is a special relationship and, with the parents and the kids. And and the administration, Jeff. The fact that you're the only coach in school history, six years. I, that says a ton, not only about the administration at, at Bryant Stratton, but about you. Because as you know, uh, coaches come and go, and, and everybody's always looking for that next shiny ball, and, and they want to go and, and coach here. You, you've decided, look, this is a great place for you. And they have said the same thing. He's a great fit for what we're trying to accomplish at Bryant Stratton. And the fact that you're the only women's coach on the basketball side at Bryant Stratton in six years, the only one since they started women's basketball there, I think is just really impressive. Oh, thank you. It, it, you know, I'm a fixture in the community, and that's really what it is. I mean, it, it, I enjoy Wisconsin. I enjoy southeastern Wisconsin, and I enjoy basketball. And what a better fit for the metro Milwaukee area and the surrounding communities, and Wisconsin for that matter. For me, what a better fit. You know, Bryant and Stratton College has been there. Um, it, it's a community. Like you said, we started the program from the ground up, and Greg Brantner, um, the, pro, the athletic director and also the campus director, he said that we just want to win it. We want to win a program. We want to be in the region championship year after year after year, and that's your goal. And if you get to the national tournament and win it, great. And here we are, you know, our third, our, our fifth consecutive trip to the region championship game. And three championships and three trips to the national tournament in the six years. Hey, it, it has been a fun run. And some of the some of the players have, have uh, gotten a little bit of hardware. Perry Ellis was named Region 4 District Day Player of the Year, which nominates her, I think, for, for the All-American Award. You had a freshman guard from Milwaukee, Mesmer, named Second Team All-Region. So some of these players are starting to get recognized as well. Without a doubt. I mean, it, first off, you know, you look at what, what the girls, what the two girls did in, in the uh, in the region. So, Lejeunique, she was the player of the year, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, she'll have an opportunity to become, she gets on the All-American ballot, and she'll have a chance to repeat. She was an All-American for us before, so she'll have a chance again to come back and repeat that. And Maisha Malone, um, a guard from Mesmer, I mean, she she was she had a hell of a season. She was a second-team All-Region um, all player. Another kid that's just kind of growing into her position and then in the tournament, you know, we had we had we had three other kids nominated. You know, Carly Burchard from Beaverdam High School, uh, Taya Moss from Watertown High School, and uh, Michaela um, Robertson from Dominican. All these kids are nominated as you know the tournament players of the uh, tournament. Our MVP was Lejeunique. So you, you look at the awards that these kids have, have acquired. It's in a testament to the, the team as a whole and, you know, and the, and the accomplishments that the team as a whole in, in the direction they've gone. Well, and you know, Jeff, and we're talking to the head women's basketball coach, Jeff Lorenz, from Bryant and Stratton College. You guys are ranked sixth in the nation in NJCAA, so uh, Junior College Athletic Association Division II level at the end of the regular season. They're the highest ranking in BC, uh, BSC history 
And, uh, man, I say congratulations to you, your staff, and kids. And uh, keep it rolling, man. Show Edison what it what it's like to play some girls from Wisconsin. And uh, we, plan on, we plan on that, sir. We will do that. We'll, we're going to go after it and get after four games, you know, four games to win a national title. And, and as the number five seed, I think we got a great shot to do it. What, what is Edison? What are they um, ranked? They are not. They're 29-0, and 0 and they were wow. – um, yeah, they're not ranked. Um, the highest that they were at one point in the season, I believe, was was 18. Unreal. One well, yeah. look, they're get, you know what? They're going to come with a chip on their shoulder. You know that. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Jeff, yep. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much, brother. Good luck next week. Thanks a lot. You take care and go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Jeff Lorenz, head women's coach at Brian Stratton. Mitch, I'm tired, man. Take a breath. I, this, this has been quite the show. Great show. It's, it's it's that time of year. What can we say? It is. March it, Madness. Yeah, and, you know, I'm texting guys at, you know, quarter after 10 trying to get them on. Thank you, everybody <laughs> who joined us. I really appreciate everybody's time. This is Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.